The following podcast was originally available on patreon.com slash leekyle. As is, you know, loads of other stuff. Okay, um, my name's Lee Kyle. This is a podcast where I watch every episode of early 90s UK sitcom The Upper Hand, which is based on Who's the Boss, an American sitcom that I've never seen and probably will never watch. This is the second one of these I've recorded, even though it's episode one, because episode one wasn't available on YouTube. The first half of it is region locked for some reason, due to Channel 4 claiming a copyright on it, even though it was an ITV show. So I've recorded episode two already. Um, so I, now I'm going to record episode one, but based on, you know, I'll try not to give away any story that I, I've seen in episode two. I don't want to spoil it for you, because I found it on Daily Motion. But I'll just quickly read you a few comments from the second part of episode one, Just the Job, on YouTube. I used to watch this, used to love it. That's from Geordie Queenie Brown, who we all also already know from the next episode that you've not listened to left. She commented in similar bland terms on that. Robbie Madison said, I remember this from when I was a child. It's so scary that this series will be 30 years old on May the 1st in a few weeks' time. Well, that's in the past now, Robbie. It's neither, May the, who would have thought that ever be a May the 1st, 2020, where we could all, we'll all remember what we're doing on that day when we all looked back and celebrated 30 years of the upper hand. Emmanuel Wolf says, I see his brother around Frome now and again. Ah, I don't know whether he means the brother of the little kid in it, or more likely one of the McGann brothers. Paul McGann is in this. And there's lots of McGann brothers who are apparently famous, but can't really think of anything they've done except one of them was Doctor Who. Gareth Ludovic said, why is part one blocked? I'd let you know that too, Gareth. It's made it slightly more difficult for me. DM87 has said, my childhood. Not that I recall the show, but I remember the theme. What a brilliant, marvellous childhood it must have been, DM87. James Delaney says, was this ever on Channel 4 as well? Because most programmes were on both sides. They weren't, James. They absolutely weren't. Most programmes weren't on both sides. And Jodie Queenie-Brown, she's back. She loves out like this. I said, can someone remember a series where it's a fam like this, but the granny's a ghost? Yes, I can. She says, I might be tripping and there's no such thing. It was it was called So Haunt Me, as Ingrid Madonna 7 underneath reminded her. So that's the comments on this episode. Let us take a wonderful... Tr- Ooh, uploaded on Daily Motion by someone called PCBH, which surely means Prisoner Cell Block H, which is my favourite show of all time, fact fans. And that's not even a lie. Currently working your way through all of the episodes again, 692, on YouTube. But I will not be recording that because I'm watching them for genuine enjoyment. Now, let's see. Upper Hand, Series 1, Episode 1. There's a co-op milk van going down the street. There's sad music on, which is how I like to start all of my sitcoms I like to watch. There's a door in a working class street. Has Kelly Bright, a future EastEnders star. And one of the Khan brothers carry things out to a van. Clearly, they're moving out. He's got a, a plant. Do you? Not really, no. They don't seem like they're going to miss this flat. They've got cockroaches, you see, because... I still say we are making a big mistake, Charlie. It won't be easy for you to leave London. Yeah, you're right. There's a woman shouting out the window. It's not too late to 
she doesn't want them to go, she, they're not going to be happy. Mrs. Riley, Joanna's coming home with a black eye. There she doesn't want her dad to think that she's soft because she's a, a London so, girl, you know. How are you going to support yourself? It's in Ballam, this. I've got a great job in a great place. It's all fresh air, green grass, green fields. Green He's got trees. a new job, though. What could it be? Well, you know, it's very green. And I thought you loved London. Yeah, London's not what it was, though. That's a problem, Mrs. It's Riley. It's in Ballam, you which is now. Charlie. I think quite a wealthy area. I'm not an expert, but I think Ballam's now gentrified. Already. She's going to miss the community spirit, and then someone else shouts at her to shut up, as was inevitable. She's sad that Charlie's gone. And he has a shot of Tower Bridge. He's driving across that in his van with Tottenham Hotspur written on the window. more sad music playing as yet no obvious jokes but you've got to set the scene haven't you the upper hand comes across the driving through the countryside in a beat up old van from cockroach infested London it already suggests that this is a show written by the middle and upper middle classes guessing how we live they've arrived at a nice house in the countryside and there's an intense looking young boy looking at a snake in a tank. Okay. He's called Tommy's in his school uniform, even though he's not at school. I mean, he could be on his way to school. I'm not going to castigate him for that. Well, what does he want? I don't know. He's just standing out there. He's not interested. He's gone back to look at his snake. Oh, he's very literal. He didn't open the door. Oh, that is quite an obscure joke. Joan Crawford is my idol because Joan Crawford, of course, ran massively abused all of her children. That's the joke there. I'm warning you, I will abuse you, as says the actress Diana Weston. He's turning for the housekeeper job. She's confused because he's a man, you see. How can he possibly use a mop? I imagine he will have difficulty, though, because that's the setup for the show. You're the wrong sex. Yeah. You just know what Caroline, the character Caroline's like now on Twitter, don't you? Follows J.K. Rowling and that. All right. That's what you'd want. You'd immediately want your male housekeeper to come in and say that your kid's good looking. He's already a keen She likes He likes reptiles. She's in a hurry. She's a busy man. McGann. Tom, didn't I tell you to take the snake out of the living room? Not today, you didn't. So he's a difficult little prick. Yes. Oh, he's at, he's at that age, isn't he? That difficult age of being a twat. Like all kids in sitcoms. I'm so... That's a good question. Good uh, he's, he's wise. He's got that street wisdom, also, you know, as McGann. Money talks and you don't. Ah... I'm torn between thinking he was, he's not a bad actor for a kid, um, but then that was very oh, school yes. play, that line. She's getting ready, she's got rollers in her hair. Rollers were very popular back then. I mean, I say that. What what I mean is I lived with my mother then and she used rollers. I don't know how, what other people did. He has no references, no experience. 
Oh, so he's, he's surely not going to get the job. Imagine he didn't get the job. And that was the end of the show. Oh, right then. It's a ten minute long show. They should do that sometimes. Then you would never be sure what was going to happen with the show. Would he be more exciting? Like if you watch porn and sometimes they didn't have sex, you go, oh, it would be more exciting when they did. That is not a bad joke by Honor Blackman. The man can do meaningless, unbeatable joke just as well as a woman. Although it is, of course, very classist. But it's going to be this show, I suspect. I think they want to see or be check this man. It feels important that they don't just go come and move in. You're quite handsome. And you said his child was attractive. They do not! Right, we already know she's racist in the next episode, wait and see that. You said on Christmas Island they worship coconuts. I'm not sure that's true. And she's going to abuse her kids. I think she needs anybody in to look after this kid. Oh, that's what it is. Sexy granny on a blackman once filled up. That's a good point. I spoke to his parish priest. Oh, you spoke to his priest? Oh, well, it'll be fine then. Oh, Nobody a priest vouches for could be dodgy this. around the bins. He's an ex-footballer. He used to play for a first divisional club or something for a while. Then he got injured oh, and no, they sacked him. used to be a footballer and they sacked him for being injured. you have got a payoff, though, or a testimonial. Time, his young wife died. Oh, his wife's died. Mother, don't do this You're going to gonna have to give him a job now. His wife's died. Childhood sweethearts, Caroline. Since then, he's been working at odd jobs. You know, a widower, alone in life, trying to bring up his little girl against all the odds. You did it to me. <laughs> I think he's going to get the job. Tom needs a male role model. Mm, I don't know. He'd be perfectly good, isn't Without a male role model. Mother. And Anna Blackman. It would be... Yeah, he probably would have sex with Anna Blackman, though, because she's still Anna Blackman, even though she's like an old lady by now. He's a wet Anna Blackman, isn't it? I mean, not now, Mrs. it's just four months oh, dead. Very pleased to meet you, Mrs. She's got a black eye in the beard. You're so pretty. Thank you. She's been taught to say that, I think. That's the idea. She is pretty, though, Caroline, in a way, in a sort of that lady die way. She's very slony, you know, which people don't really say anymore. Ah, uh, the kids aren't getting on, but I think they will. I'm not worried about that. Caroline, you need a saint to run this household, and Mother Teresa is unavailable. Why, do, why is that household so difficult? Like there's one kid who seems quite well behaved. All we know that he's done is brought his snake downstairs and then took it upstairs. And even then it was in its vivarium. Well, he does like him. Tom likes him. He's got the job. You will regret it at times, but I think love will grow. But if I had to guess. Oh, that black one whose name I forget in this is very manipulative. Watch out for her. She'll probably be harmless, I doubt she's going to poison anyone. Afraid? I had a bark and strict when I was a kid. It swallowed live mice. And once you had a kid bigger than you. Are there any more questions? She's lying here. I don't yes. think she did have a bark and strict. But you like snakes. You, you can't. 
doesn't make any sense. I'm... Okay, so far it's had bits of child abuse. I mean, that Joan Crawford thing was quite intense and some racism. She's out there with the sort of Maxwell House man. You know, one of them sort of attractive sitcom older men. Posh. Coming in for coffee. I think they're going to have sexual intercourse. I think he's going to have sexual intercourse with her. The lights are off. Yeah, I'm fed up with Nouvelle Cuisine. I knew they'd say Nouvelle Cuisine. That's what they said in those days a lot. It was a big thing that you'd go out and have like one tiny tomato. But it was a big thing. Nouvelle Cuisine is the sort of thing they'd mention. Especially in sitcoms like this where they would just mention a thing you've heard of rather than an actual joke. The Nouvelle Cuisine is what they would say at this point. So it's like being back in 1990. That's a weak joke. How about a green salad? You wouldn't say that anyway, you'd say how about a salad? This is a potato salad, yes, but it is green. I don't buy that, you've just employed a, a housekeeper and you're clearly well off. Oh, they're kissing now. She's dropped a plate. I do feel, I don't like him though, but I think you're not meant to like him. You're meant to want her and Charlie to get together. That's another reference, you see, to think that was a, Now they're doing all kissing on the floor. Sweep the china up, though. If you're not having it off on the floor, you haven't removed the china. You're going to cut yourself to shreds. I that might be what they're in there. We I think can't. An idea. My son's upstairs. Upstairs, I mean, up the M11. I've got a place we can go to this weekend. Oh, they've got to go oh, to the way this weekend for all sex. I've got a whole cabinet full of Wedgwood. Mm. We can smash the lot. Oh, Wedgwood. Mm. Oh, Simon. Now you're really getting to me. Right. Now, they're on the floor. Paul McGann's walked in with a cricket bat for reasons. He's going to fucking brain with it. I thought it was fairly obvious that... You know, it's, we'll find out in the next episode that it's, as far as I can say, ruder than I expected it to be. You, you see a boob in the next one, that's all I'm saying. Not a whole boob, but more of a boob than you would think. This housekeeper is going to be confused that he's a man. He's the ugliest. That is, that is a workable joke. Again, not funny, but we've got to lower our standards on that, I think. I don't like this man. I don't think McGann should be holding it with cricket bat. Charlie's been sent to his room. Simon, he's going home. I think she's probably looking at it going, oh, actually, I like Charlie with that bat. But I think they're going to go away for the weekend. Probably make love. In a sort of crap posh person's way, you know. I've never, I don't know how posh people have sex, but I can't imagine they're very good at it. No, I'm sorry. It's not going to work. It is just not going to work. It isn't going to work. Well, I thought he was a burglar, that's all. 
I'll cross your wire. She did a very similar joke in the next one about Paul. That's none of his business. Like, he's just met her. He's allowed to bring people home. That's end of part one. It's actually, what have we learned about the characters? We've learned some things about the characters, haven't we? Like, she likes crockery being smashed sexually. And he used to be a footballer. And we'll move from end of part one on Daily Motion to part two on YouTube. Part two starts now. He's in a house, coming through a door. It is part two on the screen. That's how I knew it was that. The guy knocks on the door, he's aghast. He's embarrassed, I think, by his behaviour. Did you have a bad dream, darling? I haven't been to sleep yet. He thought it was the bane, but it wasn't. He's now knocking on her bedroom door. Even though he knows she's got a very busy job. Another burglar? Look, don't take this as an apology or anything, but... Well, I suppose I messed things up a bit for you tonight. I don't buy him as working class. I'm not saying he isn't, he may well be in real life, he might just not be a very good actor. It may have cost her a promotion. Because you didn't have sex with this man. Diana, think more of yourself than that, pet. So Caroline, that's the character. You shouldn't have to have sex with the man to... It's really depressing, isn't it? I mean, I, I know that's how the, how the world works, but... I want this promotion. I've worked a long time for it. Well, then... Ever since my husband left me. If you've earned it, you've earned it, mate. Like, don't... It's taken me a long time to get this far, and quite honestly... I hope that bloke's Weinstein now, that Simon. I hope he's got in a bit of foot in trouble for... Taking women away for weekends so they get promotions. Well, why should it when a man's got a perfectly good cottage in Suffolk? So that's where you're going with him this weekend. Unless you've messed that up for me as well. You mean you and this bag still haven't, uh... As a matter of fact, no. Mm. What am I saying? I don't even tell these things to my hairdresser. They've never, they've never had sex yet. They would have done. Exactly. Good point, Charlie. My promotion You can't say that your promotion has nothing to do with your weekend when you've said you've ruined, his, ruined it by... Um, but it still isn't any of his business, though. I don't know why he quoted my way there. It's, it's one of those things that we do then. They would do alliteration in lieu of jokes. They would just quote a song. Or they would reference a thing. Oh, yeah, there's a bit of chemistry. They'd reference a thing that people would know about. There's definitely... Not chemistry there, but we're meant to think there's chemistry right, there. Let's show those chickens I haven't laid in vain. Tom, fried, boiled, poached. How about an omelette? Making eggs. How do you eggs? In the show, I hate eggs. I'll just have some crunchy callers and a cup of coffee. Crunchy callers and a cup of coffee? Sure you don't want to finish it's it off with a cup of tonic? It's too young for coffee, isn't he? Let me see that. Look at this. It's all bleach flour and sugar. Oh, 
That is absolutely the opposite of what you'd expect the cliche to be, that he would be eating healthy things and she would be the one having cereal, not worried about things like that. But then she's having scrambled eggs, which I'm not sure are particularly better for you than cereal. Here's Caroline, she's in a power suit. You can tell it's early 90s rather than 80s because the shoulders aren't particularly big, but she still has the Lady Di style here. Crunchy Crawlers are the name they can be cereal. It's not a real cereal, which is weird because you think that would be a perfect time to reference a thing that would get a slight laugh. There you go. You know, that classic sick. They're talking about a thing that they don't want the kids to know, so they said they would happen a lot, and that is the joke that they said happen loads in one sentence. Crunchy crawlers. And now they're talking about sex, but they're saying crunchy crawlers, you see. are insubstantial, but they're not really satisfying. In an hour, you're going to want something else. Maybe. I'll want more crunchy crawlers. If. If this was, I would imagine here the lass will know sort of what they're talking about, or they might even subvert in the little kid goes, "Oh, mummy's gonna get fucked." Yeah, she knew. She knew it was about sex. Knew she would. It's almost like written to formula, isn't it? This could have easily been "Good Night, Sweetheart" or something. That's Simon's there. I hate you, Simon. I hope she says no, because I don't like Simon. It's an awkward conversation I have, I can say she's not enjoying this. He's putting her in an awkward position. He should. He, he shouldn't have asked her. I'd like to think that I uh, faced them all, and I stood tall, and I did it my way. Nice reference to an early bit in the show, but it was. I said that. It was too recent for it to work comedically, really. I say that sort of written a lot of Edinburgh shows. You, you don't want to call that the thing you just said. He's hoovering now. You can hear her, even though in the next episode, which I've already recorded, he hoovers and then can't hear people. And he also has headphones in, so it doesn't make a lot of sense that. Simon decided to call a special meeting of the partnership to decide on the new creative director this afternoon. Oh, he's getting announced. She hasn't gone. I think she's going to get it. I don't remember if it's referenced in the next episode, but she strikes me as a creative director type. If you don't get it, it doesn't matter. You've got a really nice life. You know what I mean? Like, it's work's not everything. Spend your time with your kid. I mean, in a way, that is good advice, but 
you've got a question why Charlie is doing this, haven't you? It's not for him to say where she goes with her weekend, and especially when we know how this ends inevitably. It looks bad. doesn't even fucking like yoghurt. It's not all about crunchy so, crawlers, mate. Tell me all about school, Joe. How was it? Oh, it was great, Dad. Was just enjoying school. So nice to sit on a bench without having to push a drunk off. Because they don't drink at this school, you see, as we all know they all do in schools in cities. Well, I mean, she works hard. She's very clever. Hey, she's no, it's not about working hard and clever. She does work hard. Uh, fool you there, because they can't be footballers, can they? In this, at this point, not at a professional level. Phone's ringing over walks. McGann. Charlie, sorry, I'll get used to this. The message. Has... She's got it. She's got it, everyone. I know we're all pleased for her because obviously they were struggling with her there. Hope she still gets fucked now. Yeah. She was fucking gagging for it, you know. Nice too, stop, stop flirting, if anyone professional. I know you're a footballer. Got the job. What are you gonna tell us? You've got it. Don't do that thing, Razy. You haven't got it. Who was it? That's just some geezer trying to sell me some life insurance. Just oh, fucking tell us you got the job, you prick. You insure yourself, and I'll push you up a cliff. You still blame me, don't you? I don't blame you. I just hate you. Well, you made me do the right thing. You sure? Now I'm what? sure. I, right, why isn't he telling us? Is he going to no, drop it in now? Uh, you got it. That wasn't the insurance man. No, it wasn't the insurance. It was Fiona, you know, Fiona. At work. I've got you! They sort of nearly kissed there. That, that's quite early on. Now they're just cuddling their kids. Yeah, I think I'll just have a glass of white wine and a hot bath. That's the sort of thing they like posturing, isn't it? White wine and a bath. I'm going to put Sydney. God, they're so different. How are they ever going to get on, even though actually they're already getting on all right? Come on, then. You're in goal. On our Blackman's in goal. Yeah, look at that. They were a game of football, which he can sadly no longer play at a professional level. Now, they're applauding all of the actors, which I do like. I think that is sweet. Diana Weston there. Um, that's two episodes she's been racist. Let's keep an eye on that. Racist count two, as you'll see next episode. It's William Puttock, the young boy, no longer involved in show business. Jeremy Nicholas, which is a familiar name. I can't quite remember who he is. And Peggy Fango was the woman shouting out of the window. There, they're playing football there. And despite... I know this is just a regular ending, but they made a mistake. They go, let's go play football. Then when they cut, two of the people who said they weren't playing football are playing football. And Honor Blackman isn't in goal. Annie Clark was your stage manager. Thank you, Annie. So that is episode one. Um, I've already recorded episode two. I'm going to get guests on this. Some quite nice guests who have already said they would do it. And they asked me, so they'll have to. I've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash leekyle or coffee.com slash leekyle if you want to chuck some money my way. Because, you know, I'm a comedian and there's no fucking work anymore because of everybody dying. 
That was The Upper Hand, episode one. I'm going to say it wasn't as good as episode two, but it was a relatively pleasant watch with no actual jokes in.